I'm good. I'm not going to judge your Mortal Kombat movie based <laughs> off of the uh, the plot. Yeah, you don't <laughs> so, think it's going to be an Oscar contender? <laughs> nah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not watching this movie to see like, oh, you know, it, integrity wise, how did <laughs> what does this contribute <laughs> to society? You know, what is yeah. this saying in the bigger picture? Thank you for downloading and listening to the West Box Score podcast. I am your host, Donald Paz, a.k.a. Dbot, And with me today, I have uh, one co-host, uh, and that is uh, Sonny Hermano. What's going on, brother? What's up, senor? Yeah, we're missing our, uh, we're missing our captain, a.k.a. Yeah. COVID Turner. I mean, Justin Turner. Yeah. <laughs> We're missing uh, Alex, man. I know. It feels like uh, when uh, kind of feeling like the Lakers right now without AD. Like there you go. That's like that's our AD. He's not here today. So um, so you're, what you're saying is we're about to take the L. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feels like it. We no perimeter defense, you know, and uh, just yeah. our shots are not going in, and that's exactly. that's going to be the show. So don't yeah. expect it. Don't expect a a a, a, a W. <laughs> For real, man. It's been it's been tough to watch. So before we jump into the Lakers, a uh, quick shout out to our media partner, Blue Wire Hustle. Um, man, they've been doing a lot of great things for us. And, you know, right now they're actually uh, taking in people. If you're interested in starting your own sports podcast, I mean, it's a great platform. The people there are really great. The Discord community is amazing. Everybody, you know, helps themselves out. You, you share ideas. So Man, I would I would totally take the chance if you're interested in ever starting uh, your own sports pod. Check them out on Twitter at Blue Wire Hustle, and uh, yeah, shout out to Blue Wire Hustle, shout out to Ty, shout out to uh, you know all the guys there. And don't forget to catch the West Box Score on Twitter and Instagram because you guys you guys are red on Reddit. I forget Donald. No, no, uh, kind of no, no, no. We're not on Reddit. You're anonymous on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, we are anonymous. On- <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, man. So Lakers, man. It's been uh, it's been a tough watch. I think. Uh, did you watch last night's game? Yes, I did. I did, and I wanted to start off with that one. Definitely, uh, Lakers lost to the Wizards, one twenty seven to one twenty four in overtime. And just quick stats, real quick. I got LeBron James leading the team. No surprise there with thirty one points, thirteen assists, nine rebounds. Montrez Harold coming in second with 26 points. Contavious Caldwell put with 21 points. And um, yeah, Sonny, I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you thought about this game. Man, it's it's it was frustrating, dude, because they were they were actually looking like they were gonna get the W uh through three quarters there. They finally the bench stepped up. As you just read, KCP deliver you know, 20 plus game. You figure anytime KCP scores more than 16 points, that's an automatic W. Yeah. Um, and yet they found another way to blow a lead, and yet also not only blow a lead, but but extend bronze minutes and everybody's minutes yeah. for that for that matter in another overtime game. But this time we lost this overtime yeah. game. So it was upsetting, man. I, I don't I don't like the trajectory. Obviously, it's because we don't have our, you know, our second best, arguably, maybe some would say our best player, but second best player yeah. in AD. But also, I think more importantly, it's that we don't have our starting point guard, man, in, no. in uh, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Um, you can tell, man, there's no creativity outside of Braun. Um, and it, it's frustrating to see that right now. That's like, are we really that dependent on 
two dudes outside of LeBron? Like, yeah. come on, guys. You we guys are. are a championship team. Exactly. So <laughs> it's a hard it, reality right there. Oh, yeah. man. It's uh, it's been frustrating. But what, what did you think? What are your thoughts? I mean, you know, my thoughts just from watching that game was, um, which is a similar to, you know, the other game that we'll, we'll talk about as well, the, the, the weekend uh, primetime matchup. Um, the perimeter defense just isn't there. Like we don't have like great wing defense at all. Like guys, like the other team could always get shots off of us, three point shots as well. And um, man, it just goes to show you that like you definitely need AD on the floor um, to kind of help leverage LeBron's energy because in, without him, it fall, it, all, it all falls on LeBron. And now we're realizing maybe how important Schroeder was. At first, I was very like. Uh, you know, I was very like down on him because I just felt like, man, he doesn't look like the point guard that I would expect a point guard to be like a, like a Chris Paul type, like a floor general. Right. And I did say that, but I, now that I see that he's gone, I realize like how much more of a hole there is with this team. And it just feels like, you know, you still got to give credit to Schroeder for being the shot creator that he is. And you had no AD and had no Schroeder. That's definitely two guys that can, um, you know, create shots for you. If they're not the ones taking the shot, they know how to, you know, draw a double team or something to, to get someone open. And when only LeBron can do that, that makes it really hard for the rest of the team. Because then at the same time, the buckets just aren't going in. And that was a big part right. of it. It's just nothing's going in for the Lakers. And that's like the morale, morale looked kind of bad. And I don't know, man, I'm just hoping that this is just like, um, like maybe just the teetering of, you know, w wanting for the all-star break to happen just so that way, they can refresh. Yeah, you know, I, I know last week we talked about how we find this All-Star game to be very pointless, but I will say selfishly, I can't wait for that All-Star game to come. Like, it can't come quick enough just so the Lakers can stop the bleeding. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, because it does feel like it, that's all they need. It's just some a time off to kind of reconvene yeah. and figure out something. What I would like to see, though, I don't know if you saw on the waiver wire there, that uh, one former Laker, <laughs> albeit short time, uh, Mr. Boogie Cousins yeah. is now a free agent, yeah. and I would love the Lakers to reunite with Boogie right now. Um, I think he showed that he was very productive in, in Houston. Dare I say even, you know, obviously one of their leaders. I think he won the Houston fan base over, like, real quick. Um, for whatever reason, you know, they decided to part ways because I think the Rockets are in blow-up mode and they're full rebuild now. But, hey, man, if he's out there, you know, get him back in the fold and he's going to we need him now more than ever. Now, I hope it didn't end sour for him when when, you know, we cut him the first time pre-COVID yeah. or during yeah. COVID. Um, no, what was it pre-COVID that we cut him? Uh, no, I think it was. No, I think it was. Yeah, because he got he, he got, got injured, injured and then we carried him on the bench for X amount of time. Yeah. And then I, I think it was like right around the time COVID started, we we released him. Yeah, because I know it, definitely he was one of those that he got cut because the Lakers already had someone else in line to to yeah. get. And um, and that's what happened. It was like they needed the roster opening, which is kind of what's happening right now with Queen Cook being waived, you know? Right. It, it's right. a roster opening, which could be Boogie. I could see. It's got it to be Boogie, right? Man. It just makes sense to me. And, you know, like bringing in Boogie would help because, you know, Mantras had over 26 points. To me, Mantras has been producing a lot more than Marcus yes. Saul has. And, oh, you know, yes. for as much as I like Marcus Saul for his size, it's just it, it just kind of shows that he's not he's not there yet or not there anymore. Maybe. Just, I don't know. Yeah, he just doesn't have it anymore. Exactly. Anymore is the key word. He's 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 good for seven minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know? it shows. And um, I don't think Harold could be the guy that that carries it over for the team all the time. And people wear out. Um, so I think right. they definitely need another big man to to step up. Right. And I think Boogie would be that guy. I mean, either Boogie or or Drummond, right? Everybody's talking about Drummond being uh, another potential guy that if if it doesn't work out um, with the Cavs, right? He's with the Cavs. Right. Right. I think Drummond is the more expensive option of the two, and that's why I think Boogie makes the most sense. Yeah. Because he's already he has that familiarity. He already know like you can literally plug him in tomorrow night, and I think he'll he'll fit right in because he knows what Frank Vogel's system is like already. He knows the coaching staff. He knows what it's like to play with Braun. Even though again he he was mostly in practice yeah. with with them, but he he's already he knows what the culture is there. So for me, it's like that makes the most sense. Go get him. I'd rather have Boogie than Drummond at this point. Drummond, I think, is the better yeah. player at this point right now between the two. But because of the things that I'm mentioning about the familiarity, Boogie makes the most sense. And I'm like, come on, guys, please just bring him back. Yeah, no, they definitely need another big man. That 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 that, that center position to me has been a bit of an issue for a while. And I know that they've. I don't know if they, it just looks like they're never trying to address it. But man, at the same time, it's because you know I think they're they're. They were good because AD and LeBron was masking a lot of the, a lot of the flaws. Right. Which I know we had talked about previously. Here is what would happen post LeBron with the point guard position. So, um, right. yeah, that center position is something they got to work with because you think I'm I'm already thinking of playoffs and I'm thinking about like how are you gonna go up against Joker? How are you gonna go up against you know like well even if they were to make it against to the team in the in the East like if it's the Sixers how are you gonna go up against Embiid? You know, so, um, yeah, there's just guys out there that I feel Marcus Saul just is not going to be enough. Call me pessimistic, but there's still a part of me that is fearful that we may not have AD for a lot longer than what we're thinking. Yeah. Maybe even the whole season, God forbid, you know? Yeah. So I'm already thinking, what moves are there to be made to at least give us a shot with Braun? Because... This yeah. is 36-year-old Braun, 37-year-old yeah. Braun. And it's like, this window's going to close real quick, you know? Oh, heck yeah. Um, so, obviously, like you said, I think the combination of AD and Braun, we felt like that that just masked a lot of the problems that we had. And again, mm-hmm. let's not underestimate Schroeder. Such yeah. a big part. That that guy, that dude can beat his guy off the dribble so easily. Yeah. That's what yeah. the Lakers are missing right now. There's nobody that can beat, besides Braun, who can bully his way to the to the rim. There's yeah. nobody who's able to beat their dude off the dribble consistently. And Schroeder's that guy. And that's why it's like, man, we're, we're, we're missing size right now and we're missing speed. Yeah, you that's know? true. Um, that's no, going to kill any team. So Yeah, and I mean, I know for as much as... Uh, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker was like a bit of a darling for the Laker fan base in the beginning of the season, preseason. I feel like the league's catching up to him. And I noticed that he, even though his thing is a driving in, like he likes to drive the ball in, that's yeah. his specialty. Like it, it feels like he's not driving it in and getting the bucket as easily as he used to. I told you we should have, tra- I, sh- I told you we should have traded him the, before the season started when his stock was like at an all time high. Yeah. Because... Now you're thinking of, yeah, and that's what I thought too. <laughs> I was like, man, Sonny's gonna say something about this right now, but I'm seeing it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's rookie rookie syndrome. You know, the league catches yeah. up to him. now. It's on him to make the adjustments to to catch up back. You know, so yeah. we'll see. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm not. I'd say my panic meter. I'm not panicked, but I'd say no. my panic meter on a on a scale of one through ten right now is more like a five. Yeah, you know, I'm more annoyed. My annoyance meter is more like an eight or nine right now. Where I'm yeah. like, ah, come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm on the same boat too. I feel like my panic meter is really low too. I don't, my thing is, I thought this like lull that they're having right now was going to be at the beginning of the season. Like when LeBron was going to be more resting because they just came off the championship and that they were going to have that lull, but they came out strong and then they were like first place for a moment and now they're in third place. And they're going uh, third game losing streak. Right. And now it's kind of weird seeing it happen. But obviously, AD being hurt was also another factor I didn't see happening. But I was seeing kind of this losing streak happening towards the beginning of the season. It's right. kind of funny seeing it happening at, towards the, close to the middle now. And for me, same thing, not panicked. I'm just waiting for the all-star break to happen because I know that's what the team needs. The team needs to right. just take a break and reassess themselves. And that's yeah. all. And then we'll see after that. If they still continue losing, then I will start panicking a little bit more. And obviously, we're speaking from a privilege standpoint. When we say panic, we're talking about our team that we know is in contention now as a championship team. We're not talking about panic mode like the Timberwolves problems or yeah. any of these other teams. <laughs> we get it. We know um, we're panicked, you know, relatively speaking. Yes. But uh, but uh, speaking of contenders, you know, there's there was some news that that came down about one opening day uh, that I'm sure we'll, we'll want to get further into details with once Alex, our captain, is back to discuss the diehard Dodger fan that he is. <laughs> but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Donald, did the Dodgers announce low-key that they're going to be selling tickets to people for opening day? Yes, they are. They okay. are. I mean, apparently they're still talking it out with the with our local government here to see if they can have fans. They want to have fans um, back for the season. But uh, yeah, just a, a report came out from LA Times about uh, some absurd ticket prices for uh, the kind of like basically, you could say nosebleed or, you know, basically the way back. And, upper deck. Uh, upper deck. Like you're, they're asking for like any like $8,000, you know, and uh, it's an absurd price. And I know that uh, Alex was the first one to message us about it and, and we all reacted to it. And I just felt like. Yeah, no, <laughs> no I'm not going to do that. But yeah, definitely would love to talk about that when Alex yeah, gets here. In case anyone's wondering, that's where that's why Alex couldn't make it today. He's already working his third job to be able to pay <laughs> off, you know, the opening day tickets that he already bought. So. Yeah, that guy, man. <laughs> yeah, man. He's he. You know what? You know what would be fitting because I thought about it. I get it. The allure is, you know, nobody was able to see the Dodgers actually win the championship in person yeah, unless you actually exactly. went to travel to uh, Arizona at the time. But here you'll get to at least quasi-celebrate with the ring ceremony or whatever it may be, or the championship banner. Um, and I get it. Like, of course, you want to see that. It's a once-in-a-not-lifetime once deal because the Dodgers have won every 30 years now. <laughs> um, but uh, but it is a, a rare moment, right, that you, it, you'd want to be a part of. But... It just still feels a little bit like, are we sure, guys? Like, are we sure we want to do this? Um, yeah. I think I'm all for it if they agree to, instead of giving Justin Turner a ring, that they give him like a a, a decked out mask <laughs> 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 that he has to wear at all times. Yeah. Then I'll be like, okay, that should be his punishment for the shit he pulled in there during the for World real. Series celebrations. Like, yeah. all right, you come out with a blinged out mask. And everybody else gets the ring, fucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, oh man, yeah, that's man. so true, dude. Yeah, no, man. It's yeah, kind of, kind of. That news was just kind of like, are you that? Are they serious? Like, you know, people have lost their jobs. People lost income. 
this is where like the social justice warrior Emmy comes out, you know, because <laughs> it always happens when money like this comes into play. I'm like, yeah, come on, guys. Like, let's be real. Like, tell them, eh? Tell them, eh? It's like, of course, you just want like the privilege to attend the ring ceremony. You know, you don't want like the actual diehard that like, you know, you know, really cares about the team like that and cries during the moments of, you know, the World Series being right. won. <laughs> Look, so. I'll, I'll say this. I... Obviously, I've never attended a ring ceremony for the Seattle Mariners, but I did attend uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s Hall of Fame induction in into the Seattle Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Fame in in, uh, in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the Mariners retired his jersey, my wife and I we bought tickets, we flew in, we made a weekend out of it, and nice. it was beautiful, dude. Like tears almost came. To, I know it was super oh. cheesy, corny sports shit, but <laughs> tears came down my eyes because you know one of your childhood heroes hangs them up and you're there and you see like all the celebration and it's a, it's awesome it's, it's like to be a part of that it feels like a real big community and i can only imagine if it's your whole team that won a world series that you're yeah. celebrating like you're gonna feel that times you know 30 but yeah. um but yeah man so so but speaking of 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 that seattle mariners ceremony you know one of the gentlemen that was there presenting ken griffey jr uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s retirement <laughs> jersey yeah. was a gentleman by the name of Mr. Uh, Kevin Mather. And uh, and for folks who don't know or haven't maybe kept up in the news these these days, speaking of baseball, uh, this jackass, <laughs> who, who was our now former president former. and CEO yeah. of the Seattle Mariners, had some things to say, Donald, about uh, about some of our current players and former players who are now part of our staff. Um, I think you have the clip. Hit it. Some clubs are better than others. Um, you know, 20 years ago, we'd sign a, a 16-year-old kid in the Dominican. We'd send him to a dumpy old academy um, with no hot water and a lousy rock-filled field. And then when he was 18 or 19, we'd send him to Peoria, Arizona, and put him up at the the uh, Hampton Inn and give him uh, $30 a day. He doesn't even know, he doesn't even know how to make change. Uh, $30 a day for per diem and surprise, surprise, they'd get in trouble because uh, they wouldn't know how to speak the language or, or how to make change or, or even buy a dinner. As far as uh, uh, Korea, Japan, Taiwan, those players are typically older um, they don't come over as 16, 18-year-olds. They come over as 28, 30, 32-year-olds. Um, and we typically, it frustrates me. For instance, we we just rehired Iwakuma. Iwakuma was a pitcher for us for a number of years, wonderful human being. His English is terrible. Uh, he wanted to get back into the game. He wanted to, and he came to us, and, and we quite frankly want him as as our Asian scout interpreter Um what's going on in the Japanese league. Uh, he's coming to spring training. And I made the same. I'm tired of paying his interpreter. Because when he was a player, you know, we pay Iwakuma X, but we also had to pay $75,000 here to have an interpreter with him. Um, his English suddenly got better. His English got better when we told him that. Boom. So there there were a couple bites of, the of again, as I mentioned, the jackass that was our, for, our previous uh, CEO and president of the very dysfunctional Seattle Mariners that, you know, has been, it's, it's, we've already suffered, man. And now we got to do with this shit. Like, are yeah, you kidding me? That's so terrible, man. What did, what did you think of, of the comments when you heard them? The comments by Kevin Mather 
were very disparaging, and he has a history of controversy. Um, obviously, he joined the Mariners back in '96. He was the executive vice president of finance, mm-hmm. um, and he helped build, you know, the stadiums for the Mariners throughout the seasons, throughout the decades that followed. And in July 2018, you know, the Seattle Times, you know, they reported that Mather contributed to creating a hostile work environment for women. Right. Um, Mather had been a subject of two workplace complaints from female employees in 2009 and 2010. And in both instances, the employees were compensated for an undisclosed amount. Right. And what's what trips me out is that in the middle of all this and at the end of it all, Mather was retained and promoted. Yeah, man, you're you're not lying. I remember when that happened. Too bad this podcast didn't exist yet or else you would have heard a piece of my mind back then when it happened, because that was like peak me too movement, too. You know what I mean? So and not to say that that's the reason why you should be taking certain actions but when you figure that everything was at its heightened heightened level and mm-hmm. you still retain this dude just yeah. felt like an oversight for the mariners and it's yeah. and, and don't get me wrong for for a franchise that obviously has been mostly a losing franchise um they actually are in my eyes as a fan have actually been a pretty stand-up organization from an organ from just from an organizational standpoint. Again, yeah. they've gotten their scouting and development wrong for a lot of years, but that's been turning. But yeah. that one moment when they kept Mather for the for that case that you're referencing was always head scratching. It was like, really? Like, why are like this dude must have like some tape on somebody or something yeah. that did something a whole lot worse for him yeah. to be able to keep his job the first time. Yeah. Um well, obviously, he doubled down on that fucking stupid behavior, yeah. and and you know, with the comments that you guys just heard, and that that was only like a scratch of the comments, you know, but yeah. obviously, very racist, lazy kind of comments that he made. Yeah, um, you know the one. Th- you know what's funny is like the the one clip we didn't play is where he uh, where he called Kyle Seeger. He said Kyle Seeger will definitely enter the Mariners Hall of Fame, you know, because he's yeah. been a, a, a Mariner lifer basically his whole career. Yeah. But he said, uh, but he's overpaid, right? Uh-huh. Of all the things he said, you know, because they, people threw in that, I was like, can you believe this guy? Of all the yeah, things yeah. he said, I was like, well, he's got a point there. Like, <laughs> I, and, I, and I love Kyle Seeger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. He's, he's a Mariner lifer. He should go into our Hall of Fame, but... Was he overpaid? Did we get what we were going to... Yeah, I yeah. guess. You know, so, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things where I think people try to just throw everything on top of each other. And it's like, let's really parse the comments. All the other shit he said about Iwakuma and the Japanese interpreter and having to pay for that and not speaking great English. And then the same thing for our up and coming prospect, Julio Rodriguez, saying yeah. he's very loud, that he has more personality. Like very um, dog whistle type uh, yeah. comments, you know, that that... It was very disturbing and upsetting, man. But uh, yeah. at the same time, I wasn't shocked given his past. You know, it yeah. was more like embarrassing. I mean, I feel like it was a uh, this happened and now he couldn't talk his way out of it. Nope. You know, for him to step down and leave. I mean, even his statement, you know, I, I got a piece of a statement here and it says, you know, my comments are my own. They do not reflect the views and strategies of Mariners baseball leadership who are responsible for the decisions about the development and status of the players at all levels of the organization. I've been on the phone most of the day today apologizing to the many people I've insulted, hurt, or disappointed in speaking at a recent online event. Um, So obviously, 
this is what happens. What's funny is that obviously if it wasn't for COVID and all this stuff where people have to do things on Zoom, yeah. um, he probably would have said this at a live event in Correct. The, and, and, and it probably wouldn't have gotten out of that room. No one would have known anything and he would have still been a jerk. But the thing is that like he got this happens and this is part of the a little bit of the like kind of like the only thing I kind of like about all this online meeting stuff is that like now you're starting to see people for who they are. Right. Um, another example I knew was uh, and it's funny because I didn't even know it till I saw it this morning. Like I was watching a video with Gary Vaynerchuk and he mentioned they asked him about Clubhouse, you know, the popular voice app. And he says, what are your thoughts on Clubhouse? Like, I think it's great because it, it's it's a place where people can meet up and talk. But at the same time, you're starting to realize who's who. And mm-hmm. there's going to be people who think that they're a specialist in this field, whether it's social media, whether it's music, whether it's business or whatever, you know, crypto, whatever. And you see them in these rooms and they don't look like they, they don't sound like they actually know much. Right. They, they, right. they kind of are flexing on like Twitter, but, you know, you can edit tweets and you can kind of like, you know, kind of make yourself sound. But when you speak over your voice, like your <laughs> voice being, it's a little bit more real. Just like when yeah. we do this podcast, it's like you're getting who we really are. I mean, at least as sports fans, I should say. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? It's one of those things where like, yeah, like he wasn't going to get out of this. Like this yeah. was a recorded Zoom call. So it's yeah. it's harder to bullshit people, you know, like it's yeah. all it's all right there. I mean, there's still people who try for sure. But but yeah, it, I'm glad that it happened. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, I get I get that he had a long you know, tenure with the, with the club. And I'm sure yeah. he did many great things, you know, yeah. um, no, no, for course. the club. But that doesn't erase the fact that he's also, like you said, created hostile work environment, allegedly, you know, even though there was a settlement. Um, yeah. And that obviously these comments that he made that were, again, lazy, racist, and reckless. Yes. Um, it almost, like, I wish instead of him resigning, it's like, no, Mariners, like, you fire his ass. Don't let him resign. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and yeah. even if the culture vultures come for you and say, oh, now you fire him, it's like, yeah, it's okay. Like, that's what yeah. that's what companies do all the time when yeah, they find yeah, out yeah. an employee did something <laughs> wrong. Like, you, if an employee stole from your company, you fire him. You don't say, oh, now you fire him. It's like, yeah, I just found out. Except in his, in Kevin Math, in, in the Kevin Mather exception, yeah, you already knew he had, like, a sketchy background. But, yeah. I think this speaks to a, a bigger sign of the culture because if you if you notice, there's a trend here yeah. with these executives, and it's mostly coming out of baseball. Oh, of course. You know what of I mean? Course. Like there's a there's a bigger trend and there's a culture that's existing. You know, with all the stuff that went on with the New York Mets, yeah, um, yeah, and obviously the Astros and the cheating the Astros, scandal, yeah. um, the the Red Sox and the cheating scandal, and this yeah. whole like underworld in MLB that just, I think we've all known it as fans of baseball, that it, it's a very old, yeah. dirty world. Yeah. But now it's starting to kind of come up and yeah. and it's it's just ugly to see, man. And, and it, it just, is. It just makes you wonder like, how many of these fuckers are still in positions, you know, yeah. like still lurking? in the shadows yeah Um, and and i think that's why people even make the comment as to like oh and and people were complaining about players doing steroids as like that was the worst thing that the comp like that has ever happened to the sport yeah and then now you're seeing all these reports of you know like actual cheating devices to you know like people like you said in management and executive levels like being very inappropriate and um like it's just crazy to see how that's this is, it's like an unraveling that's happening and it's definitely like a disruption right. that's happening in the league and uh, i think it's great man because i feel like first of all you got to get a lot of that out and then make way for the new and 
I think, you know, it's a good time for baseball to start turning a new leaf in terms of like how to approach the sport. I mean, everyone talks about how like it's not as viewed as NBA or NFL. And, you know, you got, you know, players now like Tatis Jr. And, you know, who shout out to shout out to Tatis Jr. Because since we last recorded, he signed a massive, was it 13 or 14 year contract extension? 13 year, like over 300 million. Get your money, boy. Don't ever let them tell you not to have fun. See what happens, kids? When you (laughs) when you when you have swag on the baseball field, you get paid. That's true. I will say this though: uh, the the Padres can't cry poor. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's true. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, that was that was really cool. Um, but yeah, we're seeing stuff like that happen, man. Tati Junior. Outside the money part, which is a huge come up for him, the fact that he is a different type of breed of player. That I hope more of that comes out within every a lot of different clubs. I hope they start getting more people that have more of like a care that they're that they're on the field and that they're doing what they're doing and they're producing. And whatnot. So that that's really cool. Because, I mean, you kind of see a little bit of the line between, like, the uh, Bryce Harper type. Right. That, like, would get a big contract like that. But then, like, his demeanor is very, like, he's kind of arrogant and very, like, you know, kind of comes off as, like, oh, like, I'm above whatever, whatever. And then you got a Tatis Jr. who's just, like, yo, like, I love doing what I do, you know. And he makes it well, look he's, cool. Yeah, he's got swag, too. They, they both have different swag about him. I'm glad you brought up those two players, Bryce Harper and, and Tatis, because they're two of my favorite players in the league. Yeah. But, you know, there is something. Um, baseball's in a weird spot because it's, it's yeah. again, as we talked about, it's the old world. Um, yeah. Quote, yeah. quote, like, like the time, the era of a, of a gentleman. But I, yeah. I still think there is space for that in the game. Like, I love Mike Trout, man. I love yeah. how he goes about his business every day. No no um, arrogance really comes through on his part. He lets his no. play do the talking. Yeah. And he, yeah. he has a little bit of swag if you pay attention to what the Angels do. Not the kind of swag that Bryce Harper and Fernando Tatis have. Yeah. But his, he's literally the best player in baseball, but you wouldn't know it because he doesn't act like it. Yeah, you get what I mean. Exactly, that's and true. I, and that's okay. I respect him for that because he's being himself. Like I don't yeah. want him to manufacture swag if he just doesn't have it. Yeah, you get what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. But on the same, on the other side of the coin, if a dude does have swag and want wants to be like braggadocious, fine, let him do it a little bit. If he strikes out, he has to understand that the fans are gonna be like, "Ha ha, you thought you were the shit, and you struck out." Struck out. Like that's okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but we, exactly. they shouldn't self-police it within the game. There's like a fine level of of having respect for your opponent, but you also shouldn't like um, big brother your your oppo- little bro- your your opponent into being like, no, you're not doing it the way I think you should be doing it. Yeah. So like the whole unwritten rules thing that happened exactly. last season. Exactly. You know? So yeah. so the game is evolving, but it's 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 weird. It's going to take a long time because again, it is. There, there's a lot of that old baseball shit that's still very prevalent in the game. Yeah. So. It, and, you know, I guess you could say, like, Tatis is maybe going to be one of the uh, the guys that has to, like, just lay the groundwork, you know, yep. before we start seeing more of this come out. So that's, you know, but I'm here for it, man. I'm Me too, man. It, so. Me too. So on that note, I know we got a short one for y'all today. Donald had originally promised me that we would talk nothing but Mortal Kombat today on today's episode <laughs> because they dropped a sick, badass Red Band trailer. Uh, yeah. But uh, which, by the way, I mean, I guess is video games, esports are a thing, right? That's a yeah, real esport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though we're more hyped for the movie than a game version. But yeah, I can't wait for that. That comes out in April, Donald. What quick thoughts? What, were you, what was your favorite? 
part about Dude, that Mortal Kombat? Um, I mean, well, just on the trailer alone, the new one, I loved. I just I thought it was great visually. It looks sick. Like obviously, I was reading up on it a lot after the fact. Um, they did say that obviously they are gonna include a lot of the gore that the video game has. Yeah. Um, which wasn't the initial, uh, which wasn't what happened in the 1995 film. Though I still like that one still. For sure, that that holds a a, a nice little place in my in my childhood heart, man. Yeah. I love that movie, dude. Was, it's, and it's crazy because I was on YouTube over the weekend, just like looking up all the clips of the movie. Which is funny when you see enough clips, you kind of can piece the movie together after the yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, it's all about the fight scenes, man. The fight scenes are just what make them, you know, what made the movie great. So, man, that was really great. The the band, red band trailer looks sick. I mean, man, and it looks like they got um they're gonna do. Like it's gonna be, there's gonna be more backstory to the characters, which is great. Right. I did, I did see that one of the writers said that a big plus about doing Mortal Kombat now versus back then is that like since they're on Mortal Kombat 11 on the video game, yeah, like some of the, a lot of the characters already have like a lot of backstory that they can take from as source material. Whereas in 1995, it was only Mortal Kombat like two or three, I think, right. was out and. A lot of the characters, you know, they're still figuring out. Like they had to make up a lot of that stuff. Yeah, they have. They literally have their own universe already built just through the video games that they can kind of lean on yeah. for this movie. Although you and I did talk briefly about this, and I think um, as much as I'm, I'm interested about the backstory. I told you I'm not here for the backstory. <laughs> I want the fucking fights to be amazing. Just give me what I want. All of the battles, mm. all the the special effects, all the fatalities. Like, yeah. I don't care to know about everybody's backstory like that. If it's going to mean that the movie's either going to be A, three hours long, or B, not have enough fight scenes. Like, you can save, <laughs> you know, like, that that narrative portion. Like, I'm good. I'm not going to judge your Mortal Kombat movie based <laughs> off of the uh, the plot. Yeah. You don't <laughs> so, think it's going to be an Oscar contender? <laughs> nah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not watching this movie to see, like, oh, you know, it, integrity-wise, how did... <laughs> <laughs> what does this contribute to society? You know, what is this saying in the bigger picture? Fuck yeah. that. I wanted I want to hear finish him like a bunch of times in this movie. <laughs> so that's just me. But yeah. uh yeah, man. You know what's crazy about the old one is that uh obviously you could tell there's like a thing between Luke Kang and Kitana. Like you knew it was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they never really get into it like too deep. And apparently, like uh that was gonna be an original point of the story was that there was gonna be a love, like a big part of a love story. Yeah. in Mortal Kombat and then they abandoned it so that's why it looks kind of awkward that they're kind of together but not really like they're not like you know super kissy or anything like that like they right. just I think at most they just hug at the end because <laughs> before the Shao Kahn reveal but um I thought that was interesting so I kind of wonder if they're gonna explore something like that this time around um not that I not that I would want a them love to. story in this movie you no want. okay look but that's what I'm saying <laughs> not that I want them to because I feel like I, I I like the fact that they did leave that out. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I like yeah. the fact that they were like, oh, yeah, let's not do that. It's like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, I don't want to know about, like, all that stuff. Like, I just want to know about, like, you know, when do the uh, moves come? I want to know, like, who's versus who. That's what um, I'm saying. So, you yeah, know? man, I, I'm really excited. I did see that the Kano guy is going to be the comedic relief of the sh of the movie. Makes like, sense. You, you saw that on the trailer. Like, yeah. he is, Kano wins or something like that. And uh, uh, I, I just apparently the guy's really good. He's Australian. Apparently he's like a comedian or something like that. But like you know, he he like did he got bulked up for the role and looked all scrub scrappy for the for the Kano look and whatnot. So hopefully like that guy delivers. I I mean I heard good feedback that he's doing good. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I mean I'm looking forward to everything. I'm looking forward to the Scorpion Sub Zero thing. Oh yeah. You see, selfishly I think I would have preferred. I mean this is just the geek 
the video game geek in me or the story. If you wanted a storyline, then you'd have to build out this universe. You know, um, they kind of already did it through Mortal Kombat Leg- Legacy, which was yeah. kind of, I guess, loosely like prequels to this, even though it's recast, it's been recasted, you know, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. But you have a general idea of, you know, these characters' background. So I do recommend for anybody who's still listening to this part of the podcast, <laughs> go um, go and watch Mortal Kombat Le- Legacy if it's still yeah. available on YouTube somewhere or find the link so that you can kind of get more familiar with each character. And that should get you more hyped for the movie as they now will all come together and, and one way or another take part. So I'm my thing is, man. yeah, my thing is this, like, to me... The game is just a tournament. That's the story. Yeah. It's a tournament. So I just want to know, like, are you guys going to do a bracket on this movie? Because that's kind of cool to do a tournament bracket. You know, you didn't have that on the other two. So, I mean, it's just a tournament. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just feel like just keep the tournament part there. That's what I want. Because the second movie, Annihilation, didn't have that. So I got like was like, wait, what's going on? Where's the tournament part? Like, it's supposed <laughs> to be one versus one. And then he advances. And then someone takes her soul or something. What's yep. happening here? Exactly. But um, yeah, man, I know you and I are hyped for that. It's going to be coming out in April. That's going to be exciting. I think yep. I will sign up for HBO Max now because of that. Like There that you month. go. There so. you go. So you see, we got a lot to look forward to in the month of April. February is winding down here. Next time we come back at y'all, it'll be March, and then spring training begins. Yeah, yeah. All star and catchers already reported, right? We saw. Yeah, so then we got the draft, NFL draft, right around the corner, and the season just ended. So, of course, <laughs> we're it's it's looking like we're back to our quote unquote normal no, selves in terms of sports, um, which may or may not be a good thing. I'll let, you know, it depends on your addiction to it. But uh, yeah, man, I think that that'll just about wrap it up for us this week. On the West Box score. Again, we miss uh, our captain Alex this week, but yeah, hopefully man. we'll have miss him you, back. Dude. Yeah, man. Hopefully we'll have him back uh next week. So he can he can tell us exactly how much he spent on those opening day tickets for the Dodgers. <laughs> maybe maybe next week we'll talk about the uh all star stuff. There you, you go. Know? Oh, and, and we gotta we gotta they're address gonna, they're gonna they're gonna pick their team soon. So we'll that's see. right. We also gotta address and we'll wait for Alex, but we're gonna address the whole uh Angel City FC first that's an, yeah, jersey that's on the sponsor. List. Yeah. So stay, so stay tuned, tuned, folks. <laughs> yep, that's stay right. tuned. We got a lot on the plate for that. Um but yeah, man, anything you wanna plug in, Sonny, before we leave? No, man, just uh again, if you if you are in the podcast realm already, go ahead and check out the Fox Crate podcast where Primo Rick and I get busy. Uh we haven't had an episode yet out yet this month, but it will be coming again in the next couple weeks. But in the meantime, go catch up if you haven't already heard them. Yeah, man. Check out the Fox Crate podcast. It's a great show. If you love music, I always tell people if you love music, because they always tell me. I was like, you gotta. If you love music, you gotta check it out. If you love vinyl, you're definitely gonna have to check it out. But definitely, it's a good show. Music and culture from with vinyl at the, as a backdrop. Exactly. I mean, that's that's it's a great show, man. It's Primo, Rick, Sonny Hermano do a great job. They talk about a lot of great, interesting things. So, yeah, man, check out the Fox Ray podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And I guess that's good. That's gonna do it for us, right? Yep, that's it, man. Until next week. Peace.